Running MBA, coming to you live from the 389. Well, actually, this is recorded. Sorry I could not be there today, but I was asked to give you our experience um, with Sabbath, and it is a struggle. I've got to be honest. Um, it's not been uh, very easy. But I also know that this is going to be an amazing journey for us. Um, just like anything else, we've got to practice at it. That's why we do practicing the way so that we can um, get better at it each and every week. Our first week, I was really nervous and uh, just didn't know what was going to happen. I was feeling like I was getting a lot of resistance from the family, like nobody wanted to participate in it. Um, but once we began, I lit the candles and we prayed um, and we had a meal together. It was awesome. I felt so relieved in that moment. And it was short. We, we, like I said, we have a crazy life um, uh, with gymnastics and sports and other things going on. But the experience, like I said, has been challenging. But I know that um, we're going to make this work. We're going to um, start eliminating some things that are in our lives that, um, that are taking us away from God um, and focus. But when we do our Sabbath, I notice the rest of the day. I, I mean, that first uh, three, four days after uh, we Sabbath, that first day, it was very calming. Um, and then life started getting in the way and kind of getting hectic again. And um, it was just uh, um, an experience. Um, and I want to get I want to get that all week long, that relief that God can give us. Um, and as we get closer to him, and that's what I love about what we do here at MVA, um, just being together as a family in our group um, is holding each other accountable and we get a chance to talk about it each and every week and what our challenges are and what our successes are and I love hearing our group success. Um, whether I had it or not, it doesn't matter. Somebody in our group is having success and, and, and I love it. Um, so just wanted to share that experience with you. Hope it helps you out. Um, and um, have an awesome, wonderful rest of your day and enjoy your Sabbath. Thank you. I think something that Tom says there is even if I didn't have success, somebody else did, and I love it. And that, of all of the things that we can share together, uh, as we hear people sharing their testimonies and their stories, sometimes their struggles and sometimes their victories, the fact that somebody is finding success as they try their very best just to move closer to Jesus, that's what all this is about. And so I hope that today you're encouraged, and if you're challenged, um, that's great too, but please, please don't give up. It just because someone else is having a success where you think that this should have come easy, 
don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on God because he will always take care of it. He will always make a way for these things to happen. One of the cool things that Tom talked about, too, was actually eliminating some stuff out of their life. So please continue to be an encouragement to the Fitzgeralds. They couldn't be here today, but the next time we see them, continue to encourage them, just as we all are encouraging each other. Um, I am not Jeff Bush. Okay. Uh, he was home, and now he's not necessarily doing the best, so we've encouraged him to rest. So you guys are stuck with me, blessed with me, however it works out. But right now, I do want to kind of move the spotlight onto some other people. We're going to have a lot of people come up, but the first couple that we're going to have is Matt and Noel Garza. They're going to come up, and they're going to share some of their Sabbath experience. Like I said, 160 people went on this journey. Um, and not everyone could come up here and share, but everybody did try to go through this together. So we're just going to hear a little snippet. If you feel um, like that they've touched on something that also resonates with you, again, those bulletin covers are a great opportunity for you to share your experience. So without further ado, Matt and Noel Garza. Hello, guys. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking between services. Now let's do it again, but better. <laughs> And here we are. No, just kidding. Uh, but I do want to thank you guys for coming. Now, you've not been coming to MBA for a long time, but you've been uh, in the church and have had faith and a relationship with Christ for quite some time. So it's, it's really cool to get to see you guys up here and, and to call you MBA, right, to be part of it. Um, we did send out some questions. Those are the questions in your bulletin. So we'll just go right, off the, uh, right, off the, right out of the gate here. Um, what would you say, either one of you can answer, uh, <laughs> what, the impact that having dedicated time has had on your faith? Um, so uh, a couple weeks ago, we were driving to Columbus. Oh. Um, we were driving to Columbus to see our daughter, and we were listening to the podcast. And there's a line in that podcast that talks about that uh, the Sabbath and practicing the Sabbath is practicing eternity. And that has really stuck with me that um, this dedicated uh, gift and time that God has given that um, allows me to kind of reframe my mind in uh, whatever anxieties or fears uh, might be coming in the, in the week, financial struggles or whatever, that it's all very temporary. And um, what we're doing on this Sabbath time is we're practicing for what it's going to be like in eternity. And for me, that gives me uh, a lot of peace that I really need. So that has uh, really helped you know, our faith walk. Yeah, so. that's great. That's really great. Uh, Matt, you've had um, some experiences with how this has given peace and rejuvenation. Do you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, it's given me peace because, like I said, like, the way, I mean, for everyone, life is like, you got to keep going and going and going. Nothing stops. Like I said, worrying about bills and, you know, if you're working outside, sometimes the element affects you and you're like, okay, what are we going to do over winter time? And You know, but you know, God got it all. That's it's, it was a struggle for me to try to just put my whole trust in him because, like, we all want to have control. You know, mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I know God's going to be there, but I still got to do something. Yeah. You know, but it's brought a lot of peace. Like I said, I'm able to, you know, just rely on him. I struggle at times, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's still there. You know, with my kids, you know, like I said, our son's already moving out next month, so we'll be empty nesters. But, like, I wish we had implicated it more when they were younger, but like I said, at the end of the day, we didn't, you know, we weren't aware of rest. Right. You know, we weren't, that's just, we were there just to go and go and go. 
Yeah, and you guys are a power couple. I'll go ahead and say it. You heard it here first. Uh, But for you to now have this revelation of rest is so needed Mm -hmm. and together to be able to rest, but also in this new season of empty nesting, uh, you know, your kids are older, not this, you know, uh, but they're still your kids, right? You still have relationship with them. Um, So I think that that's kind of the um, future plans. Matt, we'll talk, because I know what you shared earlier was so good, um, that your kids are out of the house, but when they come back, if they come back on the weekend, what's the plan as far as Sabbath goes? The plan is to try to implicate it for them. And like I said, some kids are probably going to resist towards it because, you know, they're going to lean on their own understanding. But in time, you know, that's all I can do is pray that they see that, you know, as me and her are doing it. Yeah. You know, just to be the example. To be the, the example. example for yeah, them. we've got our daughter is 20, our son is 19, and then we have our other son that's 17, and, and we have that opportunity to be an example, even if they're not in our home sure. all the time. Even especially so. for the, you know, everybody has their lifestyle. Where I came from, never knew about it. Yeah. You know, I believed in God, but at the same time, I didn't, you know. I had other priorities. Yeah. Well, uh, priorities are hard, no matter what it is. And I think that that speaks into this this business of uh, the resistance that we feel, right? Um, where this should be easy. This should be no problem. I know about Jesus, and so this should be a, a cakewalk. I don't know that it's been that way for anybody that I've talked to. Um, praise the Lord if it has been. But do you want to share some of the ways that you guys have overcome anything? I think um, for us, you know, I'm the planner in the relationship. So (laughs) I uh, was excited to do the Sabbath and and to start this practice, but honestly, I was thinking like, okay, this is one more thing I have to think about. One more thing I have to try to plan. What are we going to do? You know, what what are we going to eat? How are we going to do it? And I didn't, I needed help with that mental load. So, you know, that's why I talked with Matt and we sat down and then we were intentional about, okay, well, let's go get some board games or you know, it's going to be leftovers today or whatever it may be, but just sharing that because I I didn't want one more thing on my to-do list. And w- what Jeff has talked about and subtracting, it's not adding, we're taking things away. So we just got to take things off the plate and just, it's okay if there's some dishes in the sink. It's okay if, you know, there's dog hair around. It's okay. It'll be there tomorrow and we can clean it up tomorrow. It's okay. Absolutely. There'll probably be even more tomorrow. They're, for yeah. sure. They're absolutely, yeah, we have a zoo, so yeah, yeah they're always in. You wash dishes, and then they come back. So it's, you know, Sabbath, it doesn't really matter because you're just making more dishes. I don't know. Has anyone gone to a paper plate uh, situation on Sabbath? Ryan Matthews, wonderful. Maybe that's the solution <laughs> that's here. The that's, that's the key. That's the key, yeah. So <laughs> add that to your Sabbath planning. Uh, subtracting dishes. No, just kidding. Uh, but I think you guys being an example, uh, I don't want to make light of that. Like, you guys really are a great example. It's, it's cool to see someone coming in with new energy and just new understanding of Christ and getting to share that as well, but also in this Sabbath journey. So continued blessings and just looking forward to seeing how this goes. Matt and Noel Garza, they're lovely. You know, it was Randy's day to tinker and um, just things that didn't get done during the week, we would do on Sundays. And with this, we've decided that um, we're just, we're done. We're giving it to God and the Sunday is our Sabbath. And he has come on board with this probably more than I expected. (laughs) Um, And I'm just 
I guess, delighted about that because it's easier for me to do this when he's with me. Um, and uh, we decided that um, after this is, you know, the classes and everything taught us what we needed to. And we're just going to take it and Sunday's our day, just him and I. And, you know, when the weather starts getting better and we can go out and um, we love, you know, just being outside and just in awe of his creation is just something that we're looking forward to. He's mentioned it um, several times, you know, we go camping and, um, but to take it to this level of, you know, looking at it in a different perspective as we used to, as, you know, God created all this in six days and then we're going to worship and and in delight with it on Sunday for him and just love what he created and um, glad to be able to step into that, um, the worship part of it more on Sundays, even between Randy and I just being able to do it together. I guess he's been more quiet about his faith. Um, and now I think with all he's learning and me too, um, he's not actually afraid to talk to me about things now. Um, and he really enjoys the connection group that we have. Um, and they connect. So (laughs) they have, we have a good time and we learn, you know, we've learned a lot through them and through the, the, this process. I've made it a, a rule (laughs) as we're going to do Sunday Sabbath, regardless of where we're at. Um, so there'll be a time where it may be later on in the day that we get to do what we wanted to do, but we're still going to praise him no matter what. The idea to, we're going to praise him no matter what, uh, Cindy did a video so that she wouldn't get emotional, but we do want to go ahead and applaud. Cindy, thank you for sharing. Spotlight on Cindy. She's crying. That's lovely. Uh, no, I, I think that that's something that's coming up, right? As, as we're stopping and we're resting and we're delighting and we're worshiping, but we're doing something in community with each other, is that it opens the door for conversation. It opens the door to bring somebody in that you might not think would be on board or otherwise engaged. Um, so I'm going to bring up a friend to talk a little bit about that. And I'm just, we're, we're celebrating Cindy and Randy's victory because they're just beautiful people. Everybody look at Cindy again. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but the, the fact that they had to sit down and talk about it, it's a big thing, and they had to plan. And this is Ashley coming up. She knew right when to come up here. Um, Ashley Stooksbury is a real Proverbs 31 woman. She does not mess around when it comes to her faith in Jesus. She's always putting out just great, uh, great encouragement, great stuff. Little holy, little hood. Can we say that? Yeah, Yeah, uh, because she could also smack down somebody if if things don't go well. I don't know if you know this about Ashley, but she's, she's ready to roll. Uh, but no, Ashley and I have both been blessed by um, something that you might not know about, is that the next gen has also developed a little bit of stuff, some quiet time activities. So even the students sixth grade and under have something that they can go home with 
put their hands on and engage in Sabbath in a meaningful way. Um, and I've really enjoyed that with the twins. It's been lovely. Go sit in the corner and play with this stuff. Uh, but Ashley was a little more of a hands-on mom, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, otherwise how great Ashley and her family are. So thank you so much, Ashley. Um, I guess, the cat's out of the bag, the next-gen quiet time activities. Do you want to go ahead and talk about that a little? Yeah, so um, Derek and Sarah put together um, activities each week with a little a little kit, I guess, and a little sheet to explain what it is and how to do it and um, the kind of the meaning behind it. So um, my kids have really enjoyed doing those, and my daughter has actually asked to do them, which I think is really cool. Um, there was one that was yeah, air dry is, clay. Yeah, so <laughs> the first activity, uh, there was a prompt, and it said, you know, create these things. Your kid has some clay. Uh, and they all did something very different. It was very open-ended for kiddos to do, uh, but the idea is that they're putting their hands on something that's formless and creating, as, as mm -hmm. God did. And something that they love. Look how beautiful your children yes. are, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so uh, they got to do all these different hands-on things, um, and I think it was just, for us, it was a really great thing to just sit down and kind of have a, a small teaching moment about a big concept um, and something that they can kind of carry with them all the time. Um, yeah. All the time. All the time. Uh, spoiler alert, some of the clay creations maybe didn't make it. Beth said that they should be on a shelf, and I said, yeah. well, they would be, except for the little red tornado on four legs in my house. Got a hold of one. Not Jimmy, no. the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog. <laughs> the, the dog. Uh, no, that's part of it. Is like we all we're all in our own situations and spheres at home, and there's all kinds of stuff that comes up. There's just there's something. There's external things. There's internal things, and then there's just the willingness to actually okay, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna do it. So I really I really do commend you for that, and I know it was an encouragement to uh, Sarah and Derek. So thank you for encouraging them. Uh, more encouragement from Ashley here. We 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 didn't make anybody go anywhere. I know that there was kind of some back and forth on some people being in groups or otherwise, but uh, we found some people in the Marysville area unattached to a group, and it was like three days or so before the group started. And old Ashley said our house is available, and so they've been able to meet over there. Um, some people that maybe wouldn't have otherwise been able to participate, um, and that was led by the Stringers, who were also amazing people. Hello, hello, Stringers. Yay. Uh, it was just it's this wonderful opportunity for all of us to come together, and for your family to be a shining light over there is really wonderful. And I guess in 20 years we'll check in to see how Caden and Sadie are doing, and if they've ever recovered um, from the clay incident, right? No. Thank you so much. This is Ashley Stokesbury, and she's amazing. See? Uh, it's been a real challenge and blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, I've enjoyed uh, so much uh, my outside of the Sabbath lesson Bible study with house teaching the lessons and been glad to dig into the word of the Lord and the Bible more than I have in younger years. I think when you are older 
you appreciate God's word more, you live more with him, uh, you share your life with him, and it's been a delight. It's a challenge with the uh, outside world, uh, but my week always, I think, goes better in life if you give to the Lord on Sabbath day. Uh, so as you can see, we, we've tried to run the whole gambit of people, getting different voices and faces in front of you. Um, Joanne is just such a superstar as far as encouragement goes, and uh, I hope, I hope that you're blessed to know that there's a lot of people that are walking through this journey, and we've all got our own unique experiences, but as Joanne said, if you just give to the Lord on the Sabbath day, it'll change your whole week, and I think that's what we've all experienced as well. Um, our next couple of guests here, we're going to have Ryan and Rachel McCall come on up. Uh, they are what would you say? Another power couple. We've just got it all going on as far as that stuff goes. Um, but to toot your horn, if I may, uh, she owns a small business downtown, and he runs a college. So it's not like they're just sitting waiting for something to happen. You guys are very active, very busy, and also very modest. So it's really cool for them to have the opportunity to come up. This is Ryan and Rachel McCall. Hello, guys. Hello. Thank you. Yeah. We're really, we're really swinging for the fences today, yeah, so it's going to be wonderful. But uh, I wanted to thank you guys for your Sabbath experience, and just for people who don't know you, um, you have two teenage boys. Hi, teenage boys. Yes, hello. <laughs> they hated that. Uh, <laughs> they're going to hate this next part more. Tell us, tell us how it's going in the house. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when we started this, and as I shared earlier, one of the things that we've had to work on is that uh, with our schedules and everything is that we don't have a set day, right? It floats week to week because of what's happening within our lives. Um, you know, we just finished up swim season, and then somebody decided a few days before track season that they wanted to run track as well. So we have that added to our schedule now. Somebody thanks, named thanks Reed. Reed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> And so it, it's been uh, one of those, uh, you know, we talked earlier, it's been a, a struggle to find the time, but one of the things we've dedicated or we decided we were going to do is find a time each week. And that's been, it's been something that's been on a Saturday. Today it's going to be later on this afternoon. Uh, it's not a whole day for us, unfortunately, but we continue to try to build that time in. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Uh, continuing to build the time, I think you guys were talking about uh, things, things float around and you just have to make them fit. You could have used that as an obstacle and excuse and said, ah, we don't have time, we can't dedicate one whole day the same day, but instead, you, I assume, you talk to each other uh, yeah. <laughs> and decided together it's worth it. Uh, so if you don't mind sharing, what is this, this weekly basis, like what do you do during your Sabbath time? What, what kind of stuff? you guys get into so usually ryan will text me at work and he'll say hey what what time are you gonna get off or you know how's it going and i'll, I'll just tell him uh i'll have to keep you updated because i really don't know um yeah. some nights it's okay i'm down to two painters like i'm hoping i'll be out of here in a half an hour um just trying to give him some updates because he'll he will usually have dinner ready by the time i get home right wow <laughs> winner <laughs> um so, so then I'll get home, put my bag down, we have dinner, and then um, 
we will play board games with the boys. Um, and as teenagers, sometimes it's hard to find things to keep them interested and engaged. Um, they do enjoy the board games. We're, we're very competitive. I mentioned that <laughs> um, They're trash talking from the audience. You can't see it, but they're already saying, you're going true. down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. um, <laughs> so, so we enjoy playing board games together. Um, we also watch, we try to watch an episode of The Chosen. So, th I mean, they've been very receptive of it. Um, I, I feel like they enjoy the process. Yeah. I think it's been good for us, um, as I shared earlier, in, during COVID when we had a lot of time to spend together because we had nothing else to do, right? Uh, we, were, we were really doing a, an evening devotional almost every night before the boys would go to bed. And as we came out of COVID and everything started back up, we stopped doing that. Um, mm -hmm. Not intentionally, it just fell off the plate. And so one of the things, I thought it was kind of funny the first night we were doing this. We played the game, we watched the video, and our oldest, Roy, he we don't have to set a curfew for him. He goes to bed at like nine o'clock every night. That's just what he he's like, I'm ready for sleep, you know. And then he does that. And so as soon as I turned the, the TV off, he started to get up and said, Where are you going? He goes, To bed. I'm like, Well, we're not done yet. Well, no, he said, well, I mean, are we going to Florida or something? Did you have a trip planned? Like, yeah, like why can I not go to bed? Yeah, why, why can I go to sleep now? Um, I said, well, tell me, is there anything that you guys need prayer for this week? And so we, we kind of talked through that. And it's the first time we had done that in a long time. Um, and they both shared different, a couple different things. And then each week we've done it, uh, like last week, uh, Reed offered the prayer for us as after we kind of talked about the things that are in our lives that we're struggling with or we think we want to have help, we need help with, or we have friends that we need help with. So um, it's just kind of a, it's something that was nice to get back into the family that we didn't have for a while. That's great. Uh, and I guess since you've labeled all the resistances and you've taken care of all of them, you're probably not needing to, you know, continue to move. But if you were, like if there's a future plan, what would you guys say uh, you're going to do or otherwise advice to give? Well, I don't know about advice. I'm never good, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I think for, for me the future side of it is, especially as things start warming up and having opportunity to be outside more, um, you know, we love to ride bikes. Uh, I'd be able to do that uh, more as a family. Um, and take more time because we have longer daylight and that sort of stuff to be able to do more of those things outside. Um, I'm a biology guy by training. And uh, one of the things I always share with people uh, is that as a, as a biology person, when I'm looking at an insect through a microscope, I see all the, the nuances and the delicacy of it. And it just amazes me uh, through creation what God has done, knowing that there's such minuteness in that detail, yeah. and that it works flawlessly. So, that helps me. Helps you. I squish the bugs. You squish the bugs. He gets a microscope out. Wow, God is amazing, and she smashes it. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, That's great. We're going to pray for this couple, for sure. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's being a companion, and That's a right. help me. You need the yin and the yang, or, or whatever. Uh, That's great. That's really great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to share? Is Sabbath today? It's going to yep. go well? Are you guys going to play board games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Who's going to win? Well, oh, okay. She's... Yeah. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> no, I think, I think what's really cool about what you guys are sharing is that it's nothing revolutionary necessarily. 
But you guys are saying, as a family, we're going to just dedicate some time to look each other in the eye and just spend time together. And like, we can't always get out the microscope and see how everything works. Mm. But that simple act of just stopping and resting and hopefully delighting um, and leading you into an, a level of worship, I think that that's wonderful for you guys. And I, I'm really glad to know you and get to watch this. So thank you, Ryan and Rachel McCall. Just wonderful. So far, um, we've just been able to find like peace and delight in, you know, really just being able to stop and experience the moments. Um, we took a couple of our Sabbath days to check out some new places we'd never been to that we had always wanted to do but didn't have the time. Um, and that just really allowed us to take in, take our time, take in God's beauty not feel rushed and not feel like we had to get back to our to-do list. With our like one particular Sabbath day, we took some time and went to the Franklin Park Conservatory and you know just being able to experience all those different you know trees and plants and flowers and all of these different things that God has created and just really you know makes you realize how powerful and just how intricate um, God's work can be. Um, we definitely have a challenge because we don't have the typical work week. Um, we work 12-hour shifts and with both Jeremy and I being nurses, um, our schedules aren't set and we have to work every third weekend. We typically have been doing our Sabbath on a Sunday after church, um, but on the week that we had to fit it in the middle of the week it felt unnatural. I think during the week we've been conditioned to you know get things done and check off our to-do list and it's a little harder to quiet the brain um, but we're gonna try to on those weeks just plan a little better and, you know every day have wrote down what we need to do and have days that we're going to do that so we're not worrying about One of the things Jeremy and I have talked about, we both kind of realize we both have a bit of our personality that benefits from being solely and totally alone mm -hmm. um, in the quietness of our mind. And we tend to do more scripture reading, more spending time with God when we are you know, totally alone. So we are planning on trying to take at least a small portion of our Sabbath days just totally to ourselves and reflecting on our weeks and our time. And, they're coming back together. Uh, Sarah and Jeremy Miller are moving, I think, the last kid out of their house, and they're going to be coming back into being empty nesters. So this has been a really cool, they were talking about this has been a really cool time in their lives to be able to implement Sabbath rest, practice, and continue to practice. Um, so it's going to be a real, a real good time to see how they continue to grow. Um, because I, they are just beautiful people, if you don't know the Millers. They're very quiet, but they are just lovely. Speaking of lovely people, she's already smiling because she knows. Uh, Viv Collins, who stayed uh, for second service, so she could see all of you and also share her experience. Um, Viv, it, her light shines so brightly for Jesus. Um, 
when we talk, it's just such a natural thing. It just comes off of her. It just exudes. Um, but, but at the same time, she has to very intentionally um, put her focus where it needs to be and continue to just shine brightly. So I called her when she was to talk about all this. I called her while she was doing taxes, and she sounded just like chipper, like just I am the happiest person it's ever been. And I was like, I don't think so. I don't want anything to do with that, but good for you, Viv. And I was like, well, sorry, I have to let you get back to it. Oh, it's fine. I can't, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to do it. Okay. <laughs> I had to go stand outside just hearing about taxes. I had to get some fresh air on my face. But uh, Viv, thank you so much for your willingness to share uh, today. I'm going to encourage you to hold the mic. Yeah, yeah. I'll hold it for you if you need to. Viv no, came in with notes. She was 100% ready to go, and that's one real encouragement as well as, we, as we're all working on this journey together. We all process things differently. Um, so if somebody's experienced, you're like, I just wish I had that for myself. Your life is your life. Continue to walk your journey with Christ who makes all things possible. Um, so Viv, we're going to go ahead and talk about a couple things. I'm just going to ask you questions I didn't ask the first time. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if you were, what would you say has been the impact that having dedicated time has had on your faith? That's where my notes come in. Um, I find myself more at peace, and actually I'm more rested and content no matter what's going on, and I have a lot going on at the moment. It reminds me that God has a plan and that he is in charge no matter and no matter what happens there's no need to worry i'll shut off the tv when i'm alone just read the bible and pray and sometimes i even turn the tv back on and watch youtube and listen to um one of those things called sermons <laughs> uh, <laughs> like southeast and even jeff has some on there interesting things uh I really like to listen to sermons sometimes, too. And then I read and I study. And the more I read and study, the greater understanding I get of everything and how I gain more insight. And then I realize how much more there is to discover about God and how much more insight I need. Uh, and I just find myself wanting to go to a private place and talk with him and especially to thank him for a lot as I remember how much I have to be thankful for from getting up in the morning dressing myself walking eating being able to drive being safe and comfortable my family my dogs being able to read I'm able to hear I can see I can just keep going forever but whatever I have I owe it all to Jesus everything and I can only describe it as a peace that comes over me as I accept that God is in charge of all things, big and little, and they become less of a distraction. And I realize I have a very long way to go and little time to do it in, but maybe in 30 or 40 years, I might be starting to get there. <laughs> That's wonderful. The thing you said, and it was, it was so nice, how all of those things that we take for granted, right? But when you, when you turn your eyes to Jesus, right, the things of earth become strangely dim. Um, we should write a song yes. about that. Uh, <laughs> but what, what Viv is saying is she doesn't have to go to the park or to this mountaintop experience. Just the ability to see 
to read, to hear, just what God has already given us. It's all right here. He already created all of these things. He's already in, what were you guys, all of the cells, I don't know, all of the, the different things that the body can do. All of that is God's design, including Sabbath. He built it into the fabric of creation. And it's just so cool to get to hear everybody's experience, but also yeah. just see the joy that comes out of you, saying that you uh, maybe have dedicated more time, you just want yeah. more and more of Christ. Um, and your young years, you know, yes. you'll, you'll oh, get yes. there, you'll get there. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's the, that's the hard part, right, is any sort of resistance. Yeah. So, and I'm sure um, you haven't had any resistance, <laughs> uh, but if you had, like everyone else, um, what, okay. would you, what would you yeah. say about overcoming those things? I say that there's always something in the background that seems urgent, whether it's from people, the dogs, or just something that needs doing, like a piece of dirt on the floor, or dishes, as they were talking about, <laughs> fixing food, just something. But uh, there's always going to be something, and we have to prioritize and focus and remember who's really important and what is really not that important. It'll always be there. I just find I need to spend more time in prayer and not worry, and I need to focus more. And when I do it more often than not, it falls into place. And I really appreciate spending more time in worship. I should have just done it a lot more before. I just have a long way to go. Yeah. I always will. Always will. Thank you so much, Viv. Thank you for sharing. And if you weren't impacted by that, I don't know. Uh, But just the idea that there's still room to go and that he will still provide more and he'll yeah. still be there every time you look for him he will be there so thank you so much Viv Collins is a wonderful person thank you <laughs> Jesus said Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I hope you've been encouraged by the words that you've heard today from those who have been practicing Uh, Sabbath and going down that road of practicing the way of Jesus. There's been a reoccurring theme that I think we've heard from everyone is uh, a couple. One, it's not easy. But two, uh, we've had to unhurry our lives. You see, there's no way to follow Jesus without unhurrying your life. Let that sink in. Let's hear it again. There's no way to follow Jesus without unhurrying your life. And so we have to start examining the things that are getting in the way uh, for us to slow down and to rest in that promise that Jesus offers us. You see, this is a, uh, it's a transforming process and practice that we're venturing into right now. C.S. Lewis, uh, in his book, Mere Christianity, said this, said, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. And at first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He's getting the drains right, stopping the leaks and the roof and so on. 
You knew those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one that you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage. But he is building a palace, and he intends to come and live in it. You see, what C.S. Lewis is saying here is not just slapping some paint on it and getting the house ready to sell and passing it on to the next person. Um, It's more like, uh, anyone a fan of Fixer Upper? It's more like Chip Gaines coming in on demo day, and he sees a sledgehammer in the room. I think we all know what happens here. Chip Gaines goes in, and he just starts knocking things out. And then his wife comes in, and like, what in the world are you doing? We didn't talk about taking that wall out. We weren't going to put a second story on here. We were going to put a wing over here. And he goes, well, I have this vision. This thing is going to be grand. And she doesn't see it at first, but it's, this is the same thing that God is doing inside of us. When we follow him, he's knocking down these walls in our lives. He's transforming us into something that we can't imagine but we have to follow him and to allow him to do that. When Jesus called people to follow him, what did he say? He just, strict, he just simply said, come, follow me. Let's look at a couple examples real quick. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they were fishing, uh, tending their nets, uh, and Jesus said, come, follow me. What did they do? At that moment, they dropped what they were doing, jumped out of the boat, and they even left their dad behind to go follow Jesus. Another example, Matthew. He was a tax collector. And I love, I love this episode in um, The Chosen. I don't know if anyone remember this episode, but you know, Matthew, he had been kind of almost sneaking around and, and listening to what Jesus had been saying, uh, watching some of the things that he was doing. Um, you know, you could tell he was really interested in following Jesus, but he wasn't quite sure what to do. And in that specific episode, uh, you have Matthew sitting in the tax collection booth, and you can tell he's a little distracted because he's thinking about all those interactions. And then Jesus comes into the, to the picture, and they lock eyes, and Jesus said, follow me. What does Matthew do? He closes up shop and essentially chases after Jesus. And that's what Jesus is expecting us to do. He's expecting us to remove the things, stop doing the things that are keeping us from him, and follow him. Well, let's look at a a contrasting example in Scripture. In Luke, we read about uh, the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler, he asked Jesus, what what must I do to inherit eternal life? And uh, Jesus says, well, you know, you know the commandments, and the rich young ruler says, well, yeah, of course I do. I've been following them since I was young. You know, I've been doing these things already. But Jesus says, there's, you know, there's more to it than that. You need to follow me. But in order to follow me, you need to do something. And he tells the rich young ruler, all that wealth that you've acquired here on this earth, all of that money, all those riches, you need to give it all away, all of it. 
Once you have given all of that away, then you can come follow me. You see, the issue here with the rich young ruler is that his identity was wrapped up in the things that he had acquired. This is very similar to what we would call cultural Christianity today. We get wrapped up in our identity, whether that is our, our job, our wealth, uh, it could be our, our kids' sports teams, whatever it is that keeps us from following after Jesus, whatever we place our identity in, those are the things that we need to remove to follow Jesus. And so that's the example here that he's trying to tell us, is that these things you identify with, instead of me, Jesus is saying, Get rid of them. So what did the rich young ruler do? He went away sad. In Luke 18, 23, it says, When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. See, he could not get rid of his identity in the world to follow Jesus. He was not willing to realign himself to submit to our king. And so what I want to ask you today is, what is keeping you from following the way of Jesus? What are those things in your life that you're, you hear inside your head that says, I, I don't know if I can, I, I just don't know if we can realign our lives to be able to take a day to actually have Sabbath rest. I just don't see how we would ever have time to do that. Or I, you know, if I don't do this thing, then I, I just... It's just who I am. What are those things in your life that are keeping you from following the way of Jesus? You see, that, that voice that we hear in our head that says we, we can't stop, we can't readjust. Well, what I want to tell you is, is those are lies. And those lies come straight from the devil himself. Jesus has something to say about this in John 8. You see, in John 8... Um, what we read is Jesus is once again he's getting drilled by the Pharisees and what they're trying to do is they're trying to catch Jesus up trying to get him to say something so that they can essentially put him to death and so they're trying to trick him and so when Jesus gets to talk he finally uh, goes on to say here in chapter 8 of John verse 31 it says so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him if you abide by my word if you abide in my word you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? They obviously forgot that uh, you know, the Israelites were in slavery at one time, so they have a little bit of amnesia. But then Jesus says to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. And by that, he's not referring back to Abraham. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I hear or that I heard from God. 
This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father, your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. So they're taking a pretty good jab at Jesus here. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Jesus is pretty blunt here. Um, he just puts it right out there for him and says, if, if you're going to continue to believe these lies, these lies from the devil, there's no way that you can be in me. That's what Jesus is telling them. So again, I'm going to ask, ask this question. What is keeping you from following the way of Jesus? I don't know if you've felt it lately, um, but I, I've really felt this lately as we've tried to instill this practice of Sabbath and, and trying to realign our lives uh, around the way of Jesus. But it feels like there's a war going on right now. There's a war for our souls that's been going on since the beginning of time. You see, the enemy uses lies to trick us from following the way of Jesus. And so we need to stop listening to those lies. We need to get those lies out of our head, uh, those, those lies that tell us we can't make adjustments to our, to our schedules, those lies that tell us that it's too hard to realign our lives around the way of Jesus, we need to remove them. You see, beginning the practice of Sabbath is hard work. But it's just that. It's, it's a practice. And the more we do it, the easier it gets. But like I said earlier, it's not just slapping some paint on it and calling it good. It's a, it's a formation process to our lives. You see, when we realign ourselves to the way of Jesus, he puts us back on the straight and narrow path. Now, we're going to hit bumps along the way, right? Some of us have hit some bumps this week. Some of us have hit some pretty huge potholes. Um, but what happens when you follow the way of Jesus? You know he's there with you through that. And he helps to pick you up and put you back on that path. So don't give up. Keep doing the hard work. Keep working on that formation of your life around the way of Jesus. And when you do feel like giving up, and you feel like the burden is too much, remember what Jesus said. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, 
and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You see, this invitation is eternal. It doesn't end here on this earth. So one last time this morning, what is keeping you from following the way of Jesus? Stop listening to the lies from the deceiver and start following Jesus today. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. 